and welcome to the My Steel Commodity Podcast. I'm Adam Roussel. As many of you have likely noticed, we've taken some time off from the podcast this summer. But now we're back with an entirely new format. We hope you enjoy it. And now let's start things off with a rundown of this week's news. China's Dalian Commodities Exchange, or DCE, announced new fees on coking coal futures transactions on September the 8th. This is being done in an effort to cool off prices, which have soared in recent months due to a series of mine shutdowns and disruptions to imports. The intraday charges from January, for January 2022 futures contracts have been raised from 0.03 to 0.06% at this time. Rebar prices are on the rise, with the HRB 400E 20mm up 27 yuan per ton on September the 7th. This comes after a prolonged slump in rebar prices in recent months. However, the total rebar trading volume fell by 26.9% that day, indicating ongoing uncertainty in the market despite the onset of this year's peak demand season. China's imported iron ore prices are up slightly following a major decline in recent months. However, as with steel, interest among traders has been lukewarm at best at present. China's total Steel exports fell by just under 11% in August, according to the country's General Administration of Customs. This comes after recent adjustments to the value-added tax rebate offered on steel exports as part of ongoing efforts to offset mandated steel production cuts this year. Ongoing efforts to reduce China's total crude steel output in 2021 are causing many steel mills across the country to undergo maintenance at this time. A recent MySteel survey found that four major steel mills across the country will take the opportunity to upgrade and maintain their facilities at this time. And now to our first top story. I'm joined by our new uh, co-host, Yolanda Lee, who will discuss China's rising portside inventories. Thank, thank you for joining us today, Yolanda. Thank you. So, China's portside inventories have been rising steadily since late July and currently sit at just over 113 million tons. This is partly the result of increased arrivals from Australia in July, with miners in that country working to complete their final shipments before the end of their fiscal year. China is currently exiting its raining season, which typically surprises demand in the summer months. This year's raining season was more severe than that of previous years, with key events such as July's typhoon Inwa, having a significant impact on steel demand and output this summer. Recent efforts to reduce crude steel output in 2021 are also winning on iron ore demand at this time. This has even prompted some steel mills to sell off their postal inventories in anticipation of less than euro demand in the weeks ahead. Though postal inventories are generally up, this has not been the case for all iron ore varieties. One notable exception is pellets, with pellet inventories down steadily in recent weeks. This is primarily due to ongoing high coke prices that have spurred demand for high-grade iron ore at this time. Though China has entered the early stages of its autumn peak demand season, Mastil expects that porcelain iron ore inventories will continue to rise in the weeks ahead. This is primarily due to ongoing output restrictions as well as an expected uptick in arrivals from Brazil and non-mainstream supplier countries. Okay, so iron ore inventories are up uh, despite the onset of peak demand season. 
Uh, and now to our second top story. China's efforts to reduce crude steel output are changing the, the steel industry's raw material preferences at this time. Whereas previous efforts to cut emissions have resulted in a preference for high-grade iron ore and scrap, current efforts to reduce total output are now shifting preferences toward lower-grade varieties. The provinces of Jiangsu, Shandong, Anhui, and more have announced definitive plans to cut their crude steel output in the months ahead. While this will likely propel steel prices upward, producers are not expecting these gains to make up for the lost revenue from reduced output. For this reason, they are, they are, increasing prior, they are increasingly prioritizing cost-cutting measures such as reducing their usage of premium quality iron ore and raw materials. In addition to being high cost, scrap is the raw material that is most easily removed from the iron making process. For this reason, China's scrap consumption is expected to fall considerably in the months ahead. Uh, similarly, whereas demand for high-grade iron ore grew in the earlier months of this year amid high steel mill profit margins, we are also likely to see uh, an increasing shift toward uh, medium-grade PB, MAC, and Jimble Bar fines in the months ahead. China plans to ensure that its steel production does not exceed last year's levels in 2021. Uh, though the country saw a significant rise in the first half of this year, regional governments are now making more concerted efforts to reduce their output in the second half. That's all for this week's My Steel Commodity Podcast. I'd like to thank my co-host, Yolanda Lee, for joining us today. As always, I being your host, Adam Roussel. Take care, everyone.